Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, Ed Bradow, USMC retired, is the author of the brand new book, Trump's Turn, Winning the New Civil War. He is a frequent contributor to Daily Caller, American Thinker, Reactionary Times, Town Hall, Newsmax, LifeZet, and other online news magazines. Uh, welcome to the program, uh, Mr. Bradow, and do I have the pronunciation right? It's Brodo. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Brodo, I have two co-hosts. I have Jack in Northern Virginia. Thanks for uh, joining us, Mr. Brodo. My pleasure. And, and James Chief in Indiana. Hey, how you doing, Ed? Uh, thanks for coming oh. by. All right. All right, well, let, let's get into this. Uh, I, I guess uh, in the current situation, you can't uh, hide from the, the photos of people lined up in droves outside of Costco and Walmart and uh, going after that valuable commodity of toilet paper. Uh, tell us, uh, what's your initial initial cut on what's going on right now, sir? Overkill. That's, That's a my initial cut. It's, it's an overreaction. Uh, and my basis for saying that is that uh, we've had many, many outbreaks of viruses over the years, uh, none of them has resulted in this kind of panic. I, I think it's all uh, essentially political. I think the media is responsible for it, and a lot of it has to do with their dislike of Donald Trump and uh, their desire to uh, create problems for the Trump administration. You know, I, I heard uh, Newt Gingrich the other day, his wife is the ambassador to the Vatican, so he was in Italy uh, in the middle of this, uh, and he said that it amazed him that the grocery stores and outlets that he went to, uh, they were all stocked. There wasn't this uh, hoarding and, and uh, doomsday mentality, uh, at least not the same type uh, of, of uh, material goods type of hoarding. Of course, they have problems, but... Uh, do you think this is uh, peculiar to the United States, uh, or is this happening other places as well? Well, I can't say for sure because I, you know, I haven't been overseas in a couple of months. But 
I know what's happening here. I went to the supermarket a couple of days ago, and uh, people seem to be have gone crazy. You, you, they, they have this look on their face like, I, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine before anybody else. And they were hoarding. They were packing up their, their carts. I, I, it really was scary. I wanted to get the hell out of there as soon as I could. Yeah, I ran into that myself. I, I was at, and, and I had just run out of toilet paper just regularly. Not, you know, I wasn't looking to get a tractor trailer load of it. Uh, but I went to the grocery store and it was the shelves were clean. And then I went to a dollar store and there was about seven or eight packs left. I got two of them and went out. I'm trying to get out of there because there's people in line and these are not the beautiful people uh, and they're coughing and sniffling and everything else. And there's a lady, a lady at the counter. Uh, highly overweight lady, and she's clearly sick. You can hear it in her voice, and she's hugging people, and she's got ten pack. The whole shopping cart is full of toilet paper. It's unbelievable. It's just uh, well, you know, they scared they they scared the shit out of people. Pun intended. They scared <laughs> they scared the shit out of people talking about what are the side effects? Is diarrhea? You know they you know they that's, said that's it the so best much. explanation. <laughs> That's the best explanation I've heard, because I've been asking the question, what does toilet paper have to do with it? <laughs> toilet <laughs> paper is not going to prevent you from getting this virus. So no. why why are people hoarding up on toilet paper? I just don't get it. Mainstream like three, media. Three, yeah, three-card money, the shell game. Uh, you know, while you're worried about uh, wipes, we're going to do this in the government behind closed doors. Now, I uh, thank you for joining us, Ed. Um, my question for you is, knowing that you're, you're a renowned negotiator and you're, you just put yourself into this position, President Brodo, and tell the American people, tell the listeners how you would uh, look at attacking this situation. Um, have you seen mistakes? Would you do anything different? Um, what's your assessment of how the current Trump administration has done since we've been under this COVID-19 deal? I think Trump has done a great job. And uh, Dr. Fauci at the uh, uh, communicable disease group over there, he agrees with me. Trump, uh, you know, Trump stopped flights from China, which was a very good thing to do. Uh, he has appointed a, a task force to get on it. You can't blame him for the fact that the United States was really not prepared for this sort of thing. Uh, you, you can't lay that on him. Uh, we had in, in uh, 2009, when Obama was president, you may recall we had the swine flu. And the swine flu killed 22,000 people. But you didn't have this kind of response from the media. People didn't get crazy over it. No, they, so, the media was 100% behind in support of the administration at that time. Yeah. So what I would, would say right now uh, is that you know people should relax, not get crazy about it, but understand that, that from time to time uh, we have viral infections that spread around, uh, that some people are going to get it, and most people it's not going to be a big deal at all. Uh, some people are going to die from it because they have other conditions that, that, uh, that cause their immune system to, to go down. And that's just the way it is, you know. But but take it easy, and let's not destroy the economy because of another virus. I mean, 
the way I look at it, and I see President Trump out there because uh, they, they're always wondering, why didn't he just have his team out there? Uh, I, in my mind, I see President Trump, he's out there taking the slings and arrows because he knows the media, no matter what him or his team does, is going to attack him. And he's up there up front, just attack me. I'm the president, attack me, and let my uh, uh, staff of experts that's actually doing the battle on the battlefield here do what they do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like he's out there on purpose um, to get these uh, – little skirmishes with the media, but he's actually throwing some blows himself. Well, it's interesting that you would say that because one of the things I point out in my book, Trump's turn is that he has a very unique personality. Uh, I think if you or I were in his position, taking all of the, 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 uh, attacks, we, we would, we would be overwhelmed by it, but he's not, he loves it. He has the kind of personality that just loves it. He says, bring it on. Come on, I'll take you all on. You know, th- this is an amazing quality. And, and it's the kind of quality we need right now in the presidency. So I'm, I'm very grateful we have him there. Yeah, I am as well. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, you look at the part where uh, the, the media and the Democrat side basically is trying to lay this at the president's feet. Uh, they did the same thing during Iraqi freedom. I'll never forget it because uh, at that point I had over 30 years of, of well, about 25 at that point, uh, military experience. And I remember them coming down on Donald Rumsfeld about why all of our Humvees weren't up-armored. And I thought back and I'm like, we've never had an up-armored utility vehicle like that. It's never happened. And they're blaming this guy uh, and, and, you know, three other presidents presided over the same truck, you know, and it's like uh, the same things going on here. Uh, one of the early things uh, that, that started the panic, I believe, uh, and you talk about it, about Dr. Amy Acton of Ohio. Oh, yeah. Explain that to the, to the listeners, sir. Yeah, Amy Acton is the head of the Ohio Health Department or something like that. And she estimated that there would be 100,000 people infected in Ohio. Now, where she got that number, nobody knows. She even admitted that it was just an estimate, and then she tried to back away from it. Now, another, uh, there's a professor of public health in Ohio uh, who said, I think, I estimate 1,000, 1,000. So you have the, the media now has a choice. The media had the choice of either going with a prediction of 100,000 or going with a more sober prediction of 1,000. What do they do? They go right for the 100,000. They go for the, for the, uh, the big headlines. And I, you know, I, I blame the media. I blame the media for paying attention to this. Uh, there was just one woman. And by the way, the, the important thing to remember, when she made that estimate, there were two confirmed cases in the state of Ohio. Two. So this is the kind of hysteria that we're dealing with. But the media, which is anti-Trump and pro-liberal, is out to, to, you know, to do anything they can to stir things up so that A, Trump will be attacked, and B, it will be used as justification for bigger government. See, this is all a, uh, an excuse for having more government. We need to have martial law. Mm-hmm. Governor of California just said he would like to have martial law. I see, this is 
they're, they're using this for political purposes. Well, there's no question. And I want to let uh, James both, Chief get in there. Okay, good. I think both parties are using it for their, uh, their agendas, um, the way it's playing out. But um, I want to know, how, how, how do you feel about um, the uh, Wall Street bankers getting bailed out on this one? And how do you think it's, this whole situation is going to affect our economy moving forward? Well, I think the government should stay out of this. I don't think they should be bailing them out. I, I think that uh, the whole thing is going to even out. It may take a few weeks. Uh, the market has taken a big hit, but it'll come back. It always comes back. Oh, yeah. So the, the important thing is not to panic. And, uh, you know, to give money away to, um, you know, I, I was just, did you notice that, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, former U.N. ambassador, who was the governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley was appointed to the board, uh, the board of directors of Boeing. And uh, Boeing has said they want to, they want to accept, uh, six, they want $60 million to help them get through this. And she said, I, I, I don't like that. That's not right. So she resigned from the board. And good for her, because oh, it, yeah. it, it's not right. The government should not be doing that. Um, but the left the left wants it because they want more government, bigger government, more control. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I, I was a little uh, exasperated, I guess, when I saw that, just back to Ohio for a minute, uh, you had uh, Amy Acton, uh, you know, coming out with the the quotes of the numbers, but you had Mike DeWine, who was supposedly, uh, uh, you know, a rock rib conservative uh Governor, he seems to be one of the first uh, that implemented a, a bunch of these draconian uh, actions, in my opinion. I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know, if, if you look at where these things are happening, these these tyrannical uh, power grabs, and make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, these leftists are salivating. They are salivating uh, at the at the potential that the government can seize the means of production because that's what President Trump has in his hands. He has the power. He hasn't used it yet. God bless him. Uh, but he has the same power that Harry Truman had during the Korean War when he tried unsuccessfully to take over the steel industry here. Uh, but they're, they're saying, oh, Nancy Pelosi said, you got to do this. you got to pull the trigger. And like you said, California uh, is locking everybody down and is talking martial law. How you would implement martial law in California, I have no idea. But I guess they'll try. Uh, but you look at the places well, where this is happening, and they're all leftist hubs, including where most of the casualties are. Yeah, the, the Democratic Party is salivating, as you say, for power, and they see this as an opportunity to get it. Now, one of the other problems that I see is that you know, I, I try to put myself in the position of a public figure like a governor. They seem to be more worried about how they're going to be perceived by the public than they are with really doing what's right. So I, I think they're saying, well, gee, you know, if I don't, if I don't uh, agree that it's a serious problem, I, I'll be criticized. So they wind up giving in to some of these crazy estimates. Yeah, that, uh, like, now, that what, reminds, what you said is now I, I believe that to be true on on um, pretty much anybody in this uh, in the government. They were worried about what 
was going to be said about them and how they look. And my thing is just do what needs to be done and only what needs to be done. And don't worry about what people are going to say about you. And, you know, that there's just I, I think it's got a lot to do with, like I said, nowadays people are voting for not they're not voting for who they like. They're voting for who they they're voting against who they don't like. And politics has become so much about image nowadays, and it, it shouldn't be that. You know, it, it's just bad. You know, we, we're letting these people enforce their agendas on us, whether it's the Democrats and their Marxist agenda, uh, agenda, Marxist agenda that's locking everybody down and letting people out of prison, or whether it's the Republicans that are bailing the Wall Street banks out in order to save the shale industry. Either way, we're getting agendas that we don't want forced down our throats and they're doing it under the cover of this virus. That's the way I see it. They are utilizing this virus to their agendas and it's not cool at all. Well, I agree with you and that's that's the whole topic of my book. You know, it's called Trump's Turn, Winning the New Civil War. We have a civil war. Uh, it's not a war of bullets, it's a war of ideologies. Yeah. On the one hand, you have conservatives I'm a conservative. I believe in the Constitution. Me I believe well. in the rule of law. And I believe in American values, like free speech. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in political correctness. I believe in free speech. Uh, I believe in private property. I believe in taking responsibility for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, th these are conservative values that have made this country what it is. Then the other side, the liberal side, they want more government. It's all about big government. Uh, the, the country was founded to have a limited government. That was yeah. the whole idea of the United States. But the liberals want more government, bigger government, intrusion on our lives in every way possible. And when you start going down that road, uh, the end of that road is called totalitarianism. Yeah. Socialism, what do you call it? Socialism, communism, fascism. It, it's all totalitarianism. It's the government sticking its nose in your personal life and telling you what to do and how to think. And I think that's what we're going to mainly end up losing at the other end of this is is more of our freedom, civil liberties, and some way or another, we are going to lose. I mean, they're already setting it up. You know, you look at California, how long have they been trying to get cars off of the road? You know, and now they've accomplished that. Um, you have... Uh, some states are trying to implement to where you can't buy any guns, but at the same time, they're letting convicts out of jail. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know about anyone else, but okay. We're not talking, even though I did see uh, some County jail, I think in, in Ohio is letting some people out, but prisons. Okay. People that have been locked up since before this thing started. So how could they possibly get the virus from in, in prison? They haven't traveled. OK, if they have visitors, they're on the other side of a glass partition. So they're letting these people out. And I was talking to a prosecutor in the D.C. region last night, and he's telling me some of the affidavits that he's read. They are not signed by a judge or an attorney. No Ph.D.s, not, nothing like that. And they're letting these people out and they're telling us that they're low level nonviolent offenders. Really? And, and what are we doing? What, what, there's no pushback at all. And they know there won't be any pushback. Why? Because who's going to go protest when you can't leave your house? This is how we are being done right now. 
and mm-hmm. well, and and people are arguing about um, who did what, who was late to the dance, who doesn't like who. Now we're all shocked about insider trading that we have not pushed back on in, in forever, and they are implementing these agendas state by state on us, and Damn. they're doing it yeah. under the cover of this virus. Yeah, I, I believe strongly in common sense. And common sense, to relate to what you were just saying, common sense tells you that you don't let criminals out of jail <laughs> right. just on a whim. You know, they're there for a reason. They're there exactly. because they're violent people. Exactly. You don't want them out on the streets. That's right. common sense. So what is happening is that the Democrats are saying to hell with common sense. All yep. we care is about our agenda and about getting, gaining power. And uh, it's, it's, it's affecting every one of us negatively. And that's mm-hmm. why I say to people, if you use common sense, you'd never vote for another Democrat. Hey, Ed, yeah, and, a, and they're going to get power because those same, those same people they're letting out, whether they were non-voters going in, even if they were Republican voters going in, they're nine out of ten going to vote Democrat because their state is Democrat and some Democrat politician in their state let them out. So, Ed, with well, the last few minutes of time, I, of, talk about your what? book a little bit. Uh, we're running out of time. I want you to get a, enough yeah, time my to book, explain you know, it. I, I want your readers to get to my book because they're not, they're not getting the truth from the mainstream media. But I'm giving them the truth in my book, which is called Trump's Turn, Winning the New Civil War. And I tell the truth about things like uh, immigration and the borders and keeping the borders closed and why that's important and why the Democrats don't want it. I tell the truth. I tell the truth about Islamic terrorism and, and what we need to do about that, which we're not hearing from the mainstream media. And I tell the truth about the whole leftist uh, push to turn this country into a socialist country. Look at Bernie Sanders. I mean, that guy 20 years ago would have been laughed out of, off the stage. <laughs> but today he's being taken seriously. Yeah. And yeah. that is very, very dangerous. So I explain all that in my book. And um, if we don't win this war against the left, it's going to be the, that'll be the end of the country. Uh, the best thing that happened was Donald Trump got elected. Uh, I predict he's going to be elected again at the end of this year, and uh, we're okay through 2024. What I'm worried about is what happens after 2024. Oh, Preaching to the and choir at this point. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. It sounds like your book is a, a, it's a manifesto for Cold War Radio. Any uh, final comments and any links or, or social media contacts you'd like to uh, give the listeners or, or anything else you'd like to say, sir? Well, the media, uh, to buy my book, the best place is Amazon, Trump's Turn, or they can go to my website, um, which is my last name, Brodo. That's spelled B-R-O-D-O-W, Brodo.com. Uh the book, uh, as you say, it's it's a Cold War manifesto. It's a conservative manifesto, and it's a warning that people need to know what the truth is so they can make the right decisions when they vote. Outstanding. Ed Brodo, one of the world's leading negotiation experts and a staunch advocate of critical thinking. Thanks for coming on the program, sir. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Look 
looking for an alternative place to find news and opinion? How about conversing with fellow patriots? Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Cold War Radio. You will find it at www.spreaker.com or in the Spreaker app. Search for Cold War Radio and you will find it. Since I've been listening, I have met some terrific patriots and learned quite a lot about current events that the mainstream media will never tell you. Please come and join us. Be inspired. You will feel right at home in our Spreaker chat room. 